Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. What do Sting, Tom Hanks, Scarlett Johansson, and P. Diddy have in common? Well, guess what? They all practice tantric sexuality. That's what we're going to talk about on this relationship hour coming up after 10.15. We have a Victoria Calenteris, who is an intimacy and sexual wellness coach. She's a tantra teacher holding workshops for couples. So we're going to find out how tantric practices, or maybe we can learn a few things, how this can help us uh, gain greater intimacy in our relationships. But first... Calling's not the only way to connect. The inbox is easy and always open at 514-800. Don't forget, you can always email me your questions to laurie at drlaurie.com. A question from last night. Does anyone know the history behind the French kiss and how it first began, as well as whether it's an international practice or excluded and substituted in certain cultures, such as amongst the Eskimos who apparently rub noses, for instance? I know the first part of this uh, this question. The French kiss was not really invented by the French. They don't have an, an term for it actually in uh, in France uh, they didn't coin the term even uh, but it was known at the very beginning um, around the World War one actually as the Florentine kiss and it came from British and American soldiers who were returning home from Europe after World War one who greeted their uh, significant others the way they observed the uh, more sexually adventurous French do it with lusty, passionate kisses. And so they called it the uh, French kiss. So they showed us how to do it, but they did not have uh, necessarily a word for it. But if anybody else knows uh, the answer to that in terms of uh, uh, cultural differences, in terms of the way we kiss, please share them. Another texter had written in, I once was curious and was searching on the internet for strap-ons and came across one called the BJ Dildo. It is geared towards women who want to experience the sensations of male oral sex as it is hollow. Reviews suggest that it works well. I can't, I cannot imagine. I don't know how that could work or replicate the sensation that a male may experience on for a woman, but I'll take, uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, and then a follow-up to a question from last night. Um, somebody asked about reversing a vasectomy and, um, Alan wrote, uh, Alan trucking in Montreal. I'm a prime example that it does work. Had a vasectomy. It was reversed. And then I had a son. Then I closed the shop forever. Vasectomy, a second and final time so it all depends on how long uh, it's been since the vasectomy as far as i know all right i uh, got a follow-up email here i was very surprised that you read my email on your show last night it was just a simple thank you but i do believe you deserve public praise thank you i share all the emails uh, as i said in my email my other email i am divorced it was a very amicable divorce i allow my ex to come visit the kids almost any time he likes and he does at least once a week after dinner to spend some time with them and helps with homework 
they may have. It gives me a chance to go out and have a coffee with friends for a while. He just left and he left behind a Valentine's Day card and a box of turtles, which he knows I love. He has done this every year since our divorce. Oh, don't you wish all divorces were like this? It is a simple card, nothing romantic, and he writes to the mother of uh, my wonderful children, nothing more or to your wonderful children. He has moved on and is living with someone, but I wonder if his current love would appreciate it. That's a really good question. Uh, I do not have anyone in my life, nor do I want one, but it made me think of all the single people who will not get a card or anything. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, a happy day for many and for some not so happy. I know tomorrow's show is something special and I look forward to it, but do you know if the poet, the passion poet, takes requests, I hope you're listening, a Valentine's Day poem for all the single people who may feel left out. So if our passion poet is listening, how about that? You've got, um, a request. Uh, somebody wrote in a Canadian actress whose name escapes me once referred to French kissing to playing tonsil hockey. I don't know if that would be such a good kiss though, trying to ram your, your tongue down someone else's throat. I don't think that's how good French kissing, um, happens between you and I. All right. My woman friend and I have amazing sex. I notice when I play with her clitoris, she goes crazy, but she doesn't want to play with herself. I put her own fingers on her clitoris while we are deep in passion, but she pulls her hand away. So I guess you're wondering what's going on. Um, well, it could very well be that she's not comfortable. Not everyone is comfortable for the most part, female masturbation or women touching themselves. A lot of men will find this hard to believe, but many, for many women is still attached to, uh, some feelings of guilt or shame or, good girls don't do this or, or what have you. It's unfortunate. Men certainly don't experience this at all. Um, but that's changing. Thankfully that's changing as we talk more and more about female, uh, female sexuality, female empowerment and, and things like that. So maybe she's just shy to do this, to, to, to be touching herself in front of you. Um, but you know what, you can always find ways to, uh, for you can keep your hand there or you can play with her clitoris at the same time. So find, find the right, um, uh, positions that work for, uh, for easy access. Oh, I just got a note. The passion poet will write something special. So there you go. We'll, we will await your poem for Valentine's day and anybody else who wants to venture into the world of poetry for tomorrow and you want to say something special to your significant other and you want to do it through the show, we'll read those out. And to, Oh, by the way, tomorrow night, we're also going to be giving away prizes every year. This is what we do for Valentine's. We give away, um, I give away just prizes. We'll play some trivia, Valentine trivia and have a little bit of, have a little bit of fun. Uh, when having an erection before intercourse, I have a small liquid coming out of my penis. Is it normal? I'm 66. So we're talking here about what's commonly known as pre-cum or pre-ejaculate. It's the, basically it's the same as uh, equivalent to lubrication. Like a woman lubricates, a man can lubricate too. And that's, that's basically, 
what it is. So that pre-cum is often not felt, like unless you you actually see it and you you know. Uh, but if, uh, for example, during penetration, you could have some of this pre-cum, not feel it. It could contain sperm, and this is for for younger listeners here in terms of why uh, the withdrawal method doesn't uh, work so well is because you're not aware of that pre-ejaculate that's being, um, um, that's coming out and that may contain sperm, so which may impregnate. So you have to be kind of careful with that. Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk about tantric sex. We've got uh, Victoria Calantara. She's an intimacy and and sexual wellness coach. She's a tantra teacher, uh, holds these uh, workshops for couples. But it's an interesting um, practice, to say the least. You've got to have some time for it, mind you. But uh, let's find out what it is and what it isn't. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight on the program, we explore the world of Tantra. Now, this may be something you would like to try as a couple. We'll tell you what it is and what it isn't, and maybe how it can help you gain greater intimacy in your relationship. And I'm curious to know from our listeners if anybody has ever taken a tantric course, a workshop, or studied it, or practiced it, or what have you, let me know, 514-800. Joining me tonight is Victoria Calantaris. She's an intimacy and sexual wellness coach. She's a tantra teacher. She's a a workshop leader. Used to be a Montrealer. Now is all the way out in Toronto. Hi, Victoria. (laughs) Hi there. Montreal misses you. (laughs) Yes, I I still have close ties to that. You are my second family. I know that. Uh, Well, I I knew you way, way back, so I know you've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, But I Mm -hmm. saw that you were giving um, a workshop for for couples, and Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to hear about, well, let's talk about Tantra in general. For people who don't know the terminology, what does it refer to? So Tantra is a very ancient Hindu Sanskrit word which means to weave or to integrate Mm. three things that we focus on in Tantra principles. One is the light, and that is a reflection of visualization of the mind's eye, visualizing meditation. Okay. Second is the form, which is the body. And the third is energy. Those are the three components that we put together. So how do they come together uh, for couples? So let's take an example. We do a meditative practice of breathing and clearing out energy in our body so washing away the day's mundane routine things or intensely stressful things and doing that for about 10 minutes before we start coming together physically and intimately and then when we're physically and intimately together we have practices where you do breathing together you do body movements together one person will unconditionally receive while the other person is unconditionally giving And then in the process, you're creating this beautiful energy between the two of you that can be used for specific reasons like healing or nurturing or connecting and grounding. Mm -hmm. 
So all of these, like we can break all this stuff down, but I'm just curious when you do these workshops, do you have like couples, like a bunch of naked couples in there, like doing this? Like, how do you, how, how do you forget that there's all these people in the room? So it's a, it's a close on environment okay. where you're taught how to do the practices in a PG version, okay, parental good. guidance advice. <laughs> the reason why we do that is because people are self-conscious and they want to be able to feel relaxed and at ease. Right. After you're, you're given these principles and practices, you are given intimacy assignments. You go do your homework at home in the privacy of your own space, in the privacy of your own time frame to be nude or partially nude or however feels comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you share your observations and your findings and how it's working. And then we tweak things to make sure you're on the right track. And you can do this within that group, like the group shares all that. Yes. They're, we invite them to share at their comfort level. Okay. and. Lo and behold, we don't have more than six couples at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like the intimacy factor of the exclusivity, and therefore they get very comfortable with each other, and, and we separate the gentlemen from the ladies at times. Oh, so okay. we can give them some information about what's you know personal to their body, mm-hmm. and then we make them feel even more comfortable in sharing in the space of their own personal gender groups. So, and then we bring them back together. So, Victoria, uh, we've, we're speaking with Victoria Calenteris, who's an intimacy and sexual wellness coach and a, a tantra teacher. So it sounds like there's a lot of, uh, well, the first part anyway, where you're learning like meditation practices almost, like a mindfulness, yeah. meditation, being in the moment, focusing on your breathing, being in the here and now, and not not being in your head space. Yes, and in today's society, a lot of people are in their heads. So we need to clear out the trash, as we say, yeah. and to bring you into a place of um, consciously aware, full presence and a relaxed focus to be able to be here in the now. Because I always tell my students, you can visit the past, you can visit the future, do not stay there. Yeah. Stay here in the now. <laughs> now is your neutral place. I always talk about now is the neutral zone. When you think about the past or the future, you get yourself into the anxious brain. So. Yes, and then in a, the tantric principles, we refer to that as attachments, and those attachments are cause of suffering for a lot of people. So the mm-hmm. Buddhist mission statement is to relieve or to help alleviate any suffering for all sentient beings on the planet. Okay. So what are some misconceptions about tantra, if you have any? Well, the first thing is that everybody thinks that tantra is taught in couples. Traditionally, Tantra has always been taught individually because we definitely want to check your baggage before you decide to come together with another person. Even when I'm working with couples, I always separate them because I need to see what kind of blocks they have, if they have some past trauma that's there, if they have some shame stories around body image or the act itself of physical intimacy. So we need to find out what's going on. So basically, this is not really for everybody just like that. You really have to be in a good place individually to be able to come together this way. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And if you are not going to come together in a prepared way, then we're going to be dealing with what I refer to as collateral damage control. Okay. And then we have to teach you how to take care of a trauma trigger or when somebody freezes, what happens? Or if they decide to get up and leave all of a sudden, what's going on there? Like, So we have a lot of human factors involved that need to be taken care of. Right. I think, um, yeah, I don't think it's, it's, this is something simple for a lot of people because like, 
intimacy, closeness, connecting at a, at a different level. Because it's not just about penis and vagina or, or whatever, or, or genitals coming together here. Whereas sex can be sometimes not, like mindless, right? Where you're not actually mm-hmm. thinking, connecting. It's just, it, it's the focus on the pleasure there's something beyond the pleasure here, though. Even though the the, the focus is also on, on your body pleasure, you want to go. It sounds like you're going at a, a a deeper level here. Yes, we refer to it as sacred sexuality. Okay. And the sacredness around that is to honor and be um, fully present and engage with an intention. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, people will you know come together and rub one out, as I say, or <laughs> do it with mindless pleasure, or it's a it's a transactional. Um, activity, and they feel empty inside afterwards. This is actually very fulfilling, very heartfelt, um, completely connected through the mind, the heart, the body, and bringing a profound presence and depth of connection. Right. So it's not about, we're not talking about the orgasm here. We can talk about the orgasm because, you know, women have 11 different types of orgasms that are possible, and men have seven. Okay. So we do talk about that aspect of the anatomy. Mm-hmm. And we need to know these things because we need to understand when we have an orgasm, do we want to go towards an implosive orgasm or do we want to go towards an explosive orgasm? Okay, I'm going to save that one for now because I want to, that's something I definitely want to explore with you, the principles of the different orgasms. Um, but what other misconceptions are there so that we can put those away? Because I want to know, we want to know what Tantra is not, Right. So a lot of people um, have the Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra are the yes. positions, the sexual positions. So everybody believes that Tantra is the sexual positions. That mm. is a very minute part of it. But it's still somewhat of a part of it. It is somewhat of a part of it, but it's a very tiny um, component okay. to identify the positioning and the sexual reflexology. And when I say sexual reflexology, I'm referring to that when I put penis into vagina, for example, there are certain points inside um, that are reflective for both the masculine and the feminine that resonate with different energy systems in the body mm-hmm. and different organs that create balance and harmony and health and vitality. Okay. This is quite esoteric stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it ever misused? Is Tantra ever misused at all? Yes. Uh, my challenge is when people contact me and say, oh, do you teach tantric massage? And I say, yes, I do. And their their first question is, are you naked? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm teaching you how to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. They figured <laughs> so that. The, the mis- <laughs> yeah, the misuse is there are people out there that are um, supplying tantric massage in a, in a way where it actually steps away from the actual principles uh-huh. and the connection of it. Okay. So what would a tantric massage be exactly? What are you talking about? A a tantric massage entails a lot of slow movements, and it's in conjunction with the certain energy meridian lines on the body. Okay. And there are certain points on the body that are associated with emotional stagnant energy that can be released and to be connected in a more profound way. Okay. So so the misuse is if, if they're... If people are calling, like somebody's offering tantric massages, it defies what everything you just said about connecting with your partner, right? With the partner. If you're hiring somebody to do that kind of massage, what kind of connection are you having with this it's, person? You're having a transactional uh, physical connection, which is 
usually what people are looking for if they want a quick release. And, you know, the label on that is tantric massage, but that's not necessarily the true tantric massage. Right. That's not really what it is. Not what we're talking about. But again, there are people who enjoy that kind of, you know, activity. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's fine. We just want to call it for what, what it is like, because sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, people will often think that, uh, they have misconceptions about say what sex therapists do. You know, they think they, they, they work on the person like hands on that doesn't happen. So (laughs) it's important to really (laughs) talk about so that expectations are clear and people know that if they're looking for something, even if they're looking online or they're uh, looking at advertisements or whatever for this, that they know what, what they're getting into, which is why Mm -hmm. I really wanted to to get through this. So hang out with us for a little while longer. I want to talk about uh, the different types of orgasm and why Tantra can be healing, A, for the couple in terms of intimacy, but also uh, maybe offer some sexual healing. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion. CJD 800. Tonight we're talking about Tantra with my guest, Victoria Kalantaris. She's an intimacy and uh, sexual wellness coach. She's a Tantra teacher, workshop leader, uh, all of that jazz. Uh, I have a couple of texts here that I want to share, which will lead us right into our discussion about orgasms. Hi, Dr. Lori. Love your knowledgeable guest. Please give out her contact info. So yes, before I forget, what, what website can they reach you at? Okay, so they can head on over to PlayfulLoving.com. Okay, PlayfulLoving.com. Wonderful. So that's where they can find you and all the information about your workshops. Uh, So I just want to continue this. I've studied and practiced tantric sex for over 50 years now. A great book for men is The Multi-Orgasmic Man by Mantak Chia, which teaches some of the same things, but most men can't achieve the control needed to separate orgasm from ejaculation and learn how to have multiple orgasms, control, and channeling the sexual energy. So let's talk about the the orgasm part of Tantra, because from what I understood and understand is that it's a, a way to prolong pleasure as well. So the orgasm isn't the goal, like immediate, you know, the immediate goal, maybe after a certain amount of time. So how does orgasm play into all of this? So let's look at the gentleman for a second, and Mm -hmm. that book is amazing. Um, Actually, Mantak Chia is coming to Toronto in June, and he'll be here for a three-week workshop. So if anybody's interested in that, because he hasn't come to Canada in 10 years. Okay, great. So prolonged um, pleasure for the gentleman. We, We teach the gentleman specifically to separate their orgasm from their ejaculation because those are two different components that happen in the physical body. So training the gentleman to be able to last longer, to give more pleasure to their partner and for them to enjoy more pleasure is for the purpose of healing specifically. Oh, okay. Healing what? You're healing the energy inside your body because you are an energy being and a physical being in this realm. And therefore, when you're feeling sad or anxious or stressed out, that when you are making an extended long-time lovemaking session, that you are helping to rebalance the energy in your body, to bring back online a connection of groundedness and nurturing that's very positive. Wow. And, and, so, and the bonus is that you can have multiple orgasms for men? Like, how do you teach that part? 
So yeah, they can have as many orgasms as they like without ejaculating. Okay. Um, can you give like a couple of tips, hints of how you go about this? So just to, in a nutshell, teaching the gentleman how to go to the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Um, just before you get to the point of no return, you have to basically train yourself or repattern yourself to uh, gear it down and bring it back to a state of relaxed calm and full presence, and then gear yourself back up again to go as close as possible to the point of no return. So it's a practice. So what do you do in between? Victoria, what do you do in between those two points then? So you get to the point of no return, and you say you get back to a point of of calm and what have you. How do you get to that point? How do you get back there? So let's look at it from um, one being I'm flaccid, I'm not even erect, to 10, point of no return. Okay. I want you to hover around a 7 and an 8. That means that you're going to be bringing up your arousal state, however you enjoy doing that by yourself or with your partner. Okay. And you're going to be coming to that point of, you know, 7 or 8. And as soon as it starts moving towards your 9 or 10, which is our point of no return, which we don't want to go, we're going to gear it back down by doing nice, relaxed breathing and coming fully present into your body as opposed to thinking about your partner or thinking about some kind of porn scene just stay in your body stay present and fully here in the now so you can actually control what's happening um that's right well it's a little bit how we teach men who are premature ejaculators same principles right it's a Mm -hmm. it's a training it's a the breathing, it's being present, because often men are, are taught or they assume that they have to distract themselves to not yes. ejaculate, which is exactly the opposite of what we're yes. trying to teach them. We are teaching them how to be completely and fully present with their pleasure. Right. Okay. Well, that, that works. Um, now, let's talk about the diff- you, you mentioned earlier the different types of orgasms. I'm very curious about that. How does Tantra see... Uh, orgasms. So Tantra sees orgasms as portals to your pleasure centers, and those pleasure centers are the quickest way to manifest a very heightened and very amplified intensity of sexual energy, which can be harnessed for healing. So let's say, for example, if I can quickly rattle off the points on the female body. Mm -hmm. So there's clitoral, there's vaginal, there's G-spot, there's cervix, the breast and the nipple area. There's the A spot. There's the P spot. There's female ejaculation. There's body orgasms through breath. There are energy orgasms through energy and movement. And then there are combinations thereof. Okay. That's 11. That's 11 important spots on a woman's body is what you're really saying. <laughs> I am. Oh, we missed anal. Sorry, 12. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so any, well, so what we're talking about is stimulation of any of those parts for whichever woman, because we, we're all different as well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can bring on, uh, can bring on pleasure and hence orgasm. Yes. Okay. And there's, from, there's a lot to, there's a lot to work with there. Yeah, for sure there's a lot to work with. There's a lot to be taught, too, about the female body. (laughs) I mean, most people think, okay, go go for the clitoris or go for the vagina, and that's all you got. But no, there's there's far more. And for men? So for the gentlemen, uh, we're looking at ejaculation, obviously. 
Mm-hmm. We're looking at non-ejaculation, which is the tantric perspective. Okay. Um, anal play, prostate massage, prostate play, breast and nipples. Okay. And we have body orgasm. We have an energy orgasm. And then we have combinations thereof. Okay. Again, uh, some some many of these places, parts of the body are often ignored. Yeah. Right. Um, actually, can we? Uh, there's somebody who just texted in saying, mm-hmm. "Is there anything like tantric for gay or lesbian couples?" Now, this is a non-gender specific practice. Well, when I'm practicing it, we're, I'm looking at the the feminine form versus the masculine form. Now, if and when we look at that anatomically, we can say yes. These are the anatomical points. But when we talk about energy, we talk about who's taking on the masculine role and who's taking on the feminine role. So feminine role is receptive and masculine role is action-oriented or active. And you always have one? You always have one that's passive and one that's active? Yes. One has to be receptive and one has to be in the active mode. Okay. So it really doesn't matter whether it's two women, two men, or, or what have you. No, not at all. Practicing it's this. about it's about energy exchange at this point. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's uh, anybody can do this. Um, our passion poet weighed in a, ga- a great tantric massage. It can take some time, but when done right, it can blow your mind. Relax and enjoy. Let your mind go free. A new connection to your lover. True passion is the key. Uh, so, th- which brings me, of course, to talking about how this uh, can help a relationship develop greater intimacy. Victoria, you'll hang out with us for another few minutes and then uh, we'll talk about uh, how this can be so connective for couples and why and uh, and how to do this. And maybe give, give a few little tips and tricks that people can do at home uh, to try maybe some of those exercises that you uh, that you give out at your workshop, if that's okay. Victoria okay. Calenteris is with us. She's an intimacy and sexual wellness coach, tantra teacher, workshop leader, uh, and she will continue uh, to talk to us about uh, just gaining greater intimacy in our relationships through tantric practices. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. We're talking about uh, Tantra tonight uh, with my guest, Victoria Calenteris. So she is an intimacy and sexual wellness coach, Tantra teacher, workshop leader. Uh, so, Victoria, for couples who have lost a connection, you know, I often see this, obviously, in my practice where couples have lost their way or they feel that they no longer have uh, passion or connection or they've lost a certain level of intimacy, would you say that this would be a good place to start or they would have to do more work before getting to, to, to starting a, a tantric practice together? Like would it bring them closer together or would it, I don't know, trigger other feelings? Well, the key here is, and I'm sure you understand this, is that when you choose a Tantra teacher, you're looking for somebody who actually can hold the space or the container for anything that arises that may be uh, a trigger or trauma, as we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, tantra is definitely a pathway to bringing connection and depth back into a relationship okay. or to reignite the passion that has diminished because we bring, as we said before, full presence and awareness and a relaxed focus, or we bring 
authenticity and open-hearted vulnerability, which is key components also. Yeah, we bring key, compassion. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. No, you're talking about vulnerability, and that's like tr- that. That defines intimacy right there, right? When you're able to be vulnerable. And I think a lot of couples, when they lose that connection, they put up walls and are no longer feeling maybe safe to be vulnerable in those situations, right? Yeah. So, so go ahead. We have to bring down the, the shields and the armor mm-hmm. and to bring them to a place where the field is open and clear and to allow them to take baby steps. Baby steps may include things like just sitting and breathing together and looking into each other's eyes. Mm-hmm. We refer to that as eye gazing. Okay. So when you're eye gazing and you're witnessing your partner and you're looking at them with depth, with an open heart, and that you're just taking the time to just look at each other for the next five minutes, that's a long time for people. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, yes. <laughs> you're right. It'll feel like forever. Uh-huh. It's true. But that gives you a sense of vulnerability. So maybe that's one, uh, that's a, a good exercise maybe for all couples to do. And um, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's it's simple, but like you said, it can feel like, like like an attorney, but it's something you can practice. Maybe the first time you do it, it'll be a minute or two. And then the next time you do it, you can extend it. And, uh, you know, each time connecting maybe a little deeper and, and maybe feeling a little more comfortable opening yourself up. It's like bringing down the wall slowly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also add a couple of little words of affirmation in there. So we share three appreciations Okay. while we're looking at each other. So each one takes a turn in giving three things that they appreciate of the partner. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, we don't do that and we're enough. Still continuing, and we're still continuing to eye gaze while we're doing this. Okay. And we're taking turns. One speaks, says the three things that I appreciate about you, you know, the way you take care of the kids, the way you you show up every day fully and present, the way you are, you know, happy to engage with me whenever I'm feeling down. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. That's a a good one that I think everybody should practice, like, regularly. (laughs) Yeah. We we don't do that enough, but all right, that's a good tip. Any, uh, Any other exercises that we can get people going on this? So another exercise is to work through your five senses. Okay. So this is a fun exercise. Okay. So the five senses means that one of you is going to receive and the other person is going to give. So one partner is going to use the five senses to drink in their partner fully and completely. So you're going to take about five minutes to look at your partner and let them know what you see. I see the depth uh, and the brown of your eyes. I see the sparkle in them. I, I see the length of your hair. Or I see the scruff of your neck. So you continually describe the body, the person that you're seeing in front of you. You're fully witnessing them and acknowledging them in your life. Okay. Then you go through your smell sense. That means you're going to get up close and personal. You're going to smell your partner on different parts of their body and share with them what you're smelling. Is it a sweet smell? Is it a, a gentle floral smell? Like, what is, what is going on mm-hmm. that you're picking up, that you're really fully taking them in? Okay. Then you're going to take your ear, and you're going to place it on their heart, and you're going to listen and share with them what you hear. Cool. 
Okay. And then we're going to go through a taste test, right? Mm. So taste comes in. Okay. We get to taste our partner. So we can taste behind their ear or on the nape of their neck or in the inside of the crook of their elbow or a belly button or something else that's a little bit more fun and playful in your own space. Okay. And again, you're going to share different things that you're noticing. Oh, this is salty. Mm, this is a little sweet or this, there's nothing, there's no taste here at all. Okay. And then finally, we have touch. So now you're going to touch your partner with intention and full presence and awareness. You're going to be touching the softness of the skin. You're going to move across a muscle structure, a tendon, the fur on the legs or the arm, the scruff on the neck, um, the cartilage of the ear, the softness of the lashes. There's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to touch. Yes. And Even all- with your lips. You can not only touch with your hands, you can touch with your lips as well. So okay. I invite that. Okay. Especially when partners are together. So with your lips, you're touching and you're sensing. And you're describing. Throughout this whole process, you're doing the actions and you're describing, vocalizing all of this at the same time. Yes. Which is really interesting because it's very different from like uh, other typical sensual, um, like sensual exercises or massages where the person is giving, but it's the receiver that talks about how it feels. So mm-hmm. it's it's actually in reverse. So that's good. Okay, that's a that's a great exercise I think for people to to do. Hey, they can all do this tomorrow night as an exercise, and then get back to us, see how it all works. Yeah, this is right? a wonderful, yeah, <laughs> wonderful Valentine's Day exercise. Yeah, and this uh, for sure will it has to make you feel more connected. There's no way that doing this will not make you feel more connected because you will be in tune, in touch, all of that. So uh, highly recommended. So th- these are great. These are This is a really great uh, beginning, Victoria. Thank you so much for all this wonderful information. So your workshop is, any workshops in Montreal or are they all being held in Toronto now or what? They're being held in Toronto at this time. Okay. And I'm also online. So if anybody's looking for me and they like what we had to offer this evening, I'm more than happy to have a, a telephone exchange or a video chat. Okay, great. And you can coach people through through some of these more specific things, right? So couples yes, can, can be in yeah. touch with you. Uh, and the website again? Is playfulloving.com. Wonderful, playfulloving.com. And I noticed on your website you've got all kinds of like free freebie information and and and. You've got all kinds of stuff. You even got feedback from somebody who checked out your website. Says her website is excellent. Lots of great information. <laughs> Thank you for awesome. a great subject and great guests. So we're very happy that you were able to spend some time with us, Victoria. Really appreciate happy it. To do that. All right. Good luck to you and have fun. And uh, I'll catch up with you when I go to Toronto and visit. Awesome. Take care. Happy Valentine's. We'll see you soon. Thanks. You too, Victoria. Take care. That's Victoria Calantaris, uh, PlayfulLoving.com. Known her for many, many, many years uh, in the field of sexuality and um, now teaches Tantra. So that's uh, quite interesting. If you want to know more about this, go to her website and you can have a consultation with, with her. But right now, in the meantime... I hope uh, you took notes uh, to do some of these exercises with your partner. I think uh, it would be a great thing. And then you can give us some feedback about that afterwards. 
That's it for us here tonight. Thank you so much for uh, spending your precious time with us. Uh, Thank you to Chris Aiken, our technical producer. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can do that at Dr. Lori Petito. You can also get in touch with me via email through my website, drlori.com, where you can also find all the podcasts of previous shows uh, if you want to listen to them or you miss some shows and you want to catch up or, or what have you. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.